0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Five rows back, I was in this auditorium earlier this morning, and I looked at every five rows in the auditorium. The balcony side, all the five rows are empty today. Section one, two, three, four, five, all the fifth row back is empty. The balcony over here, the first balcony, all five rows are empty. The uh, last balcony up there, every seat is empty up there. But I'll tell you what, there have been many people in the history of this church that were saved five rows back. I don't know them all. I know what it is to be born again. I was living about 15, 20 minutes from here as a boy. My pastor, Dr. Kenneth Smith, preached that night. I was sitting in the back, and I recalled that first stanza, I did not go forward. Standing next to my father, I was a little boy, and I knew I was a sinner. Nobody had to tell me that. I knew I was wretched. I remember that night, about second or third stance, I slipped on out and walked down. Viva Morningstar took me to the second row of our two rows of our choir, and I got saved. My sister, Judy, got saved in the sycamore tree in our backyard. My twin sister got saved in my mother and dad's bedroom. Our, our head usher here North Adams Baptist Church, brother Sam Fanera, got saved in a van. His brother-in-law, brother David had got saved here. And he said, Sam, you need Christ. He'd been witnessing to him. And on that day, the ladies went into a store or something. The kids were all there. The boy who became my son-in-law and gave us uh, four grandkids, he was in that van that day. And David led Sam to Christ. I'm so glad wherever you are in life, you can get saved. I know that's an unusual Easter song Brother Martinez sang. I asked him to sing it because it's been so heavy on my heart. About a month ago, this is our fifth Sunday, the thing that began to overwhelm me that first Sunday was that nobody got saved in this auditorium. That's never happened in the nearly 45 years of the history of this church Every Sunday we had people saved. Well, that Sunday, nobody got saved. And that Sunday night, nobody got saved. There's nobody in the house. And the next Sunday, and the next Sunday, and the next Sunday, and this is the fifth, we've had five Wednesdays, we've had five Sundays, and there's never been anybody down the aisle because the people are not here. I wonder today on this Easter Sunday, Would you give me please your attention to the Word of God? I want to introduce to you a man by the name of Nicodemus. He had everything going for him, but he needed to get saved. I wonder, are things going well for you? You have the toys, you have the money, you have the position, you have the power, you have the job, everything's going great in life, but you cannot look at a place whether it's five rows back or a tree or a van or a church altar or a choir loft area where you got born again and were saved by the grace of God. Are you saved? We sing in the elementary chapel, if you're saved and you know it, say amen. And if the crowd was here today, they'd say amen. But are you saved? Perhaps you've been saved. And you got saved in a jail cell. God bless you and you can get saved in a jail cell. Perhaps you got saved in a, in, in a life of drink and drugs, but I want you to know that you can be born again. I want you to see with me this man, Nicodemus, today in the, in the book of John in chapter number three. The Bible says, as Brother Birch read, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, I want you to see as we speak about Nicodemus and the new birth, I want you to see there was a man that needed salvation. That man is mankind, male, female, red, yellow, black, brown, black, white, they're all There was a man named Nicodemus. A man, a man. He was a ruler, a ruler of the Pharisees. A Pharisee was one that kept the strictness of the law. He could keep the law. He knew the law. He could dot the I, cross the T. He knew the, uh, the, the law. He would look down on people that did it. He helped to collect the money from people they didn't like, the Pharisee. But here he was. He was a ruler. You might be a ruler, but you're lost like Nicodemus. You need to be saved. You might be a raging maniac, like the maniac of Gadara in Mark chapter five, but you need to get saved. You may be like that lady in Acts 16, the rich lady. Her name was Lydia, a seller of purple, but you need to to get saved. You might be a religious zealot like the apostle Paul, and on that road to Damascus in, Ma- uh, in Acts chapter eight, he was born again. You might be like that resolved man who was a small, short man, but he crawled up into that sycamore tree. And that man by the name of Zacchaeus came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his savior. You might be like a ready man, a man that's guarding the prisoners and yet the earth did shake and the doors loosed and he was ready to kill himself. He knew he needed something in his life And Paul said, do thyself no harm. And he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Are you saved? We have been surrounding our world the last five weeks with death. We annually have more, every country. We daily have more. But it's so uh, in the forefront of our mind because we're hearing about it in this state, in this state, in this city, in this country, how that there's people that are dying with this virus. We're aware of it. We're aware of the fact today that life's but a vapor perhaps a little bit more than usual. Sir, you're going to die one day. Dear lady, you're going to die one day. And I ask you this question, are you born again? Have you been saved? The truth of the matter is the Spirit of God, in this text, the Spirit of God was wooing and speaking to the heart of this Nicodemus. And that's one reason why you're listening. We have people that listen now uh, every day or every Sunday as well. They would have never listened before. And God bless you, don't turn it off. I, I re- admire you for listening. But I'll tell you why you're listening. There's something in your heart. saying, John, Sarah, whatever your name might be, you need, to, you need to do something about your life. You need to do something about eternity for it's appointed and the man wants to die. And after this, the judgment. You must be born again. I've been so so burdened about this. This is the service. I'm not saying it's the best message. But this is the service I've been so burdened about. Because we're going to plead at the invitation with you today. I've asked in a few moments, when i finish finished, in just moments, Brother Cooper to come and plead with you to be born again. And trust Christ as your Savior. He'll show you a Bible plan of salvation. And how you can pray and ask Christ to save you. I'd like you to text in and say, I got saved today. I'd like you to call in. If you want to talk to someone, we have folks that will be standing by ready to take your call. But friend, you're listening today and you're not ready to die. You're not ready to live till you're ready to die. It's appointed unto man wants to die. My Bible says this was a man. I want you to notice not only the man in the story, but I want you to see the manner in which he came. The same came to Jesus by night. I don't know why he came by night. I think we have the usual illustration why he came by night. But perhaps because he was collecting finances and going house to house and person to person and they'd go to the seaport there and the, the fishermen would come in and they would collect the taxes there and impose the Uh, impose the uh, tax on these people perhaps he had such a full busy day that he had no time perhaps he laid down and laid himself down and, and yet he just the spirit of God kept saying Nicodemus Nicodemus you're lost you're a ruler of the Jews you have a position but you need to get to Jesus that could have been what happened or it could have been like most of us perceive, and he didn't want anybody to see who he was. Don't look down on me. I, I dot the I, I cross the T. I'm the religious, mo- I'm the best of this city. Why would you think that? I- but he came to Jesus by night. You know, here he is, here he is. And he said, Rabbi, that is to say teacher, the ruler, the ruler came to the rabbi but he met he met the redeemer well i tell you what what a thrill he thought he came for more education i want more training i like the things you can do i can't do those things you can do miracles you can get the throngs of people to follow you people don't want to follow me i'm a pharisee they don't like who i am but i'm doing this for my religious cause and the Bible says in verse number two, the same came to Jesus by night said, Rabbi, teacher, we know that thou art a teacher. Come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with them. Maybe you don't want to be seen coming to Christ. And I'm pleased not faulting anyone. God bless you for listening. Perhaps listening at home is a safe environment right now. It's not like entering the church doors. And we enter in the church doors, sometimes we think, wow, uh, these people are dressed up or this place is too fancy or this is, uh, I don't belong here. They're all religious and they know the songs and I don't. Or the preacher says publicly, turning your Bibles to the uh, uh, the book of Genesis and you're looking all through the Bible to find Genesis. And I don't say that to fault you because I'm telling you something. I've been preaching this book for years and when a preacher says, turn with me to the book of Obadiah, Sometimes it hides itself, and I can't find it. I want you to know he came to this one called Jesus. And they said, Rabbi, teacher, I I know you're special. I know you're special. I I know there's something about you. And the manner he came was by night. Would you come to Christ just like you are? I'm sitting on the fifth row today, you say will come from five rows back. I'm sitting on the couch today Well, in just a moment we'll give you the opportunity to bend the knee to God and say, dear God, I'm a sinner. And sometimes we equate our sin with being a sinner. You say, I'm a drug dealer. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a this, I'm a that. We begin to identify our sin and that's again the spirit of God working on our heart. But the truth of the matter is for all have sinned. I'm a Baptist preacher, and you're looking at a sinner. The difference is, in maybe your case of mine, that I've been saved by the grace of God. For my grace, you're saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not my works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. I deserve hell. But on that day on Calvary, he took my penalty and he became sin for me. He who knew no sin, that I might be made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. He came, was born of a virgin in Bethlehem and he walked those streets and walked those lanes and walked those cities and then he died on the cross. But if it stopped there, we still don't have a savior. But on the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And for fear, they'd shake. They said, we we know you've taken Jesus. Where have you put him? And the scripture says, the angel said, he is not here. He is risen. Come see the place where he lay. There's a man in the story, his name is Nicodemus. There's a manner in which he came to Jesus. He came by night, perhaps uh, you're you're like Nicodemus, maybe just been too busy. Or perhaps you've been too embarrassed and afraid. You don't want anybody to see you. But I'm glad he came. See, I close, and I want you to see the third thought. The message to the man. The message. What's the message? Verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, verily, Verily, don't worry about those words, just truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, you must be born again, Nicodemus got very confused, he said now, uh, how can a man be born when he's old, can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born, he he wasn't trying to be smart and cocky, he was trying to get an answer, What, what do you mean born again, how does this happen? Is this, a, is this just a figurative that someone goes back into a mother's womb? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water. And by the way, our Lord Jesus Christ is the living water and the Spirit. You see how the Spirit of God was wooing him? And the Spirit of God spoke to my wretched old soul 63 years ago, about 20 minutes from here, 15, 20 minutes. And I, I, no one had to tell me. The Spirit of God was saying, Jack, you need to get saved. And where you are right now, you may be pulled over to the side of the road. You might be in the backyard. You might be on the couch or I don't know where you're at. You might be on a, a phone watching or a computer on a big screen. But the Spirit of God is speaking to you. And Christian, I know the Spirit of God speaks to us after salvation about many things. I've never been so burdened about people that are making foolish decisions and not right with God. That's another message. But the Spirit of God is saying, don't go down that path anymore. Today I come to you, if you're five rows back, figuratively speaking, or wherever it might be, would you come to Christ? And He couldn't figure this out. Jesus said, you've got to be born of water, Jesus Christ, and the Spirit as it woos you, you cannot enter that kingdom of heaven. That was born of flesh, is flesh. That was the born of the Spirit of Spirit. And he says it again, marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. And he said, Well, how can these things be? Verse 9. And Jesus said, For whosoever, verse 15, believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life everlasting life. Nicodemus got it that night. He was born again that night. We're told more about Nicodemus when you get further into the gospel. When you get to chapter 19, Jesus was hanging on the cross. And two men showed up, a rich man, Joseph of Arimathea, and another man that was rich. His name was Nicodemus the man that got saved and they begged the body of Jesus and Nicodemus put great amounts of money on myrrh and frankincense and and anointed his body with oil. They took that battered body down from that cross and they laid him in that tomb. Oh, but he didn't stay long because up from the grave he arose. For Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I was standing just recently at my mother and dad's grave markers. And on their markers, my dad's name and my mother's name and the date of their birth and the date of their death. And at the bottom it says, John 11, 25 and 26. I am the resurrection and the life. The war was going on so many years ago. I believe it was World War II. And the young soldier was protecting the area where he was called upon to protect. He was fighting against the enemy and then the enemy got the young man. Or oh, was he wounded, bleeding. He was left alone out there and the other fellows moved on and he apparently got enough strength to pull himself up and he, he drug himself up a hill and he was at the foot of a tree. And there he was, bleeding to death and dying alone on that battlefield that day. They know it was that way because when they came back to find his body, they saw how he drug himself up. When he died, he was face first. And when they turned him over, they heard a tear, a rip. When they turned him over, they found his Bible that he'd been carrying with them. They saw the blood on his hand, and his thumbprint was on John eleven twenty-five. 25. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. In a moment, we're going to ask Pastor Cooper to come he today is going to present to you the importance of asking Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior. and I'm going to ask you today from wherever you're at today, after my prayer, he'll speak to you. Would you please on this Easter Sunday morning come to know Christ? Would you please wherever you sit, wherever you are, perhaps you're in a Incarcerated, and they're allowing you to hear this service this morning on Easter service. Our Father, how we love you. How we thank you for the privilege of speaking about you today. We realize that it's a point of men once to die, and after this, the judgment. Bring people right now to salvation.